Welcome back, Facebook friends. Today we are addressing we are addressing emotions are the precursors to emotions. Emotions are the precursors to emotions, and the subject of this whole chapter that we'll be looking at different aspects of over the next, I guess it's uh, I'm not sure how many. I think it's like ten days will be on different things that we can do to affect our emotional capacity. Emotional capacity. Remember, emotions are the precursor to emotions. Talking about being proactive about our emotional capacity. It says emotional capacity is the ability to handle adversity, failure, criticism, change, and pressure in a positive way. All these things create stress in our lives. They found the inability to deal with stress or emotional pressure takes a lot out of people. They give up, break down, or do unhealthy things create escape pressure. But emotionally strong people are able to manage their emotions and process through difficulties, and that allows them to increase their capacity and move closer towards reaching their full potential. So one of the things we have to do is get a handle on those emotions. But remember, remember I said that the conscious mind is the emotional mind. The subconscious mind is the emotional mind. And how did I say we can affect the subconscious or emotional mind? The way we think in our conscious mind. We can guide our thoughts, which will affect our emotions, which in turn affect our behavior, which in turn affects the outcome of what we're trying to do. It, it, it causes a equal uh, action, or we say reaction. So if we can process things by thinking through things, we can then channel our energy towards, the, uh, create the energy and uh, emotion that will cause the action that is positive versus negative in any situation. He's just said it done, right? So there are some things that it talks about here that you can do to um, be effective in healing and growing your emotional capacity. One of the first things it talks about is people who are strong, have strong emotional capacity, are proactive in dealing with their emotions. You say, what do you mean by proactive? Well, it says here, it says, uh, mostly strong people do this, uh, do is take an active approach to their emotions. They never say, that's just how I feel. I can't help that. They are never victims of their own feelings. Big point. Mostly people who are strong emotionally are not victims of their own feelings. They don't, woe is me. They say, there's got to be a solution. I'm going to find it. It's not this woe is me. In the book uh, by M. Ash, which has my quote that I put here, in the book Perspectives on Applied Psychology, he said, remember, emotions are the precursors of emotions, right? Emotions are the, emotions are the precursor to emotions. And what that means is, you can do things to influence your own emotions. 
Maybe you can't control them completely, but you can change them through your actions. Then he talks about one of his favorite polls, which we'll go to because I think this is good and give you good insight. There's a poem by Ogmandino, Ogmandino that addresses this. And this is how he uh, addressed it, trying to be proactive about his emotions. He said, if I feel depressed, I will sing. If I feel sad, I will laugh. If I feel ill, I will double my labor. If I feel fear, I will plunge ahead. If I feel inferior, I will wear new garments. If I feel uncertain, I will raise my voice. If I feel poverty, I will think of wealth to come. If I feel incompetent, I will remember my past successes. If I feel insignificant, I will remember my goals. And today, I will be master of my, my emotions. Now, we, in reality, we cannot totally master our emotions, but we can get a grip more on how we are affected by our emotions. So um, I was just looking here. It says, but only by breaking, by taking action can we pull ourselves out of the pits that we find ourselves in. So the key here is proactive action. You can, you know, when a bad feeling is coming on. I remember, matter of fact, I remember my old boss. A uh, good tactic that people use in management a lot of times. Someone uh, you're having a difficult time with. And they make a, a not so good decision from your perspective. And you want to just, well, I'll use the term, let's be real. You want to just go off and tell them exactly what you think of what they think and where they think they need to place it. But that is not an effective management tactic. That's a good um that's a good way to be one of those that says, I don't know why it's my fifth job in the last month, because they didn't understand how to uh, control their emotions and to deal with things in a more effective way. He says here, hoping, wishing, denying, crying, cussing, fussing, moaning, blaming, and waiting only keep us in the pit. Let me say that again. He's talking about not having the emotional capacity. And he said, when you do any of these things, it doesn't help. If anything, it just delays making the decision that could have been made before doing these things. He said, hoping, wishing, denying, crying, cussing, fussing, moaning, blaming, and waiting only keep us down in the pit. It's not going to help you to do any of that. That's why a lot of times when I uh, find um, uh, people who are, who uh, react to my, or when I'm review, put it this way, when I'm reviewing people who uh, uh, positively responded to some of my memes, I always take a look at their site. If I see profanity, I was always told profanity is a uh, way that a uh, ignorant mind is trying to forcibly express itself. The ignorant mind forcibly expressing itself. And the only way it feels it can do that is through cussing. And that's not, I don't want that. If I see it on a, on a, a profile, it only means that it's probably someone who's comfortable with that type of language. And that's not 
what I'm trying to promote. And Facebook sees that within its algorithm, and you can do this too. When it sees that you're not accepting all of these uh, things that have profanity and uh, negative type um, instances, then the algorithm says, oh, I guess he doesn't like that. I'm not going to send him anymore. And after a while, like I said, after a week or so, week or two of denying or not responding to that type of language and then responding to positive language on your site, well, Facebook sees that and they, they, they change, alter what you get to receive in more accordance with what you're looking for. Because let's face it, it's a powerful platform, but it's only powerful if it is feeding you what you want. If it's feeding you what you don't want, then it's not, it's not going to be effective at all. So that's why if you if you go to a lot of dog sites or get fed a lot of dog stuff, cat sites, a lot of cat stuff, sites with cussing and swearing or violence, you get a lot of cussing, swearing, and violence, more cussing, swearing, and violence. You want to change that? Stop. Uh, go to sites that are more positive, and deny or do not respond to sites that don't give you uh, positive information. But that was on. Um, yeah. So uh, those things: denying, crying, cussing, fussing, moaning, blaming, um, and waiting, don't help you emotionally solve a problem. The faster we can recover from the shock of emotion, process through it, and move toward action, the quicker our recovery time will be. And the more emotionally strong we will become. Listen to this. The choice is always ours. Either we continue to continually work on mastering our emotions, or we will continually be mastered by them. Either you master them or they will master you. Tough lesson, but um, I'm glad we're on this chapter. Emotional capacity. A lot of times um, you get emotional about things, but then I think you need to get back or even take a walk if that's uh, one of your coping mechanisms. Reflect on it. Then ask yourself questions. I know I found myself asking questions um, uh, sometimes arguing with, you know, I'm married I, with my wife, and I'm thinking to myself, or I think of something that is starting to get me upset. And I am emotionally strong enough now to rise above it and say, does it really make a difference? Is it really going to uh, bother you that much? Do you love her? Well, if you love her, does it really make a difference? That, uh, I don't know. Well, I'm going to say, you know, people have some bad habits and they irritate you, but in the end, are they really that bad? And if you look back at some of your own habits and you say, well, you know, that's not so bad. I, I scratch, you know, I scratch this versus uh, uh, what she does, puts her finger in her nose. I'm just giving examples that that's not, let, let's make it clear that's not what wife does. If someone does that, and that's the, the worst thing uh, that happens. 
then you have to ask yourself, do you love them? Is that little irritation going to uh, cause major havoc within your relationship? And that's one of the things, whenever, whenever you get into those emotional situations, remember what John Maxwell talked about, that there's always an answer, there's always more than one answer. Well, there's many options a lot of times. So what we have to do is understand and rise above. Since I, I know because of the feeds that I get from uh, Facebook that most people are faith-based, like me, Christian, um, a lot of times we know that our maker's in control so that we can always rise, I say, from the, from the physical to the spiritual and, and ask ourselves questions like, you know, all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. And he uh, will not give us more than we can bear. And also, he's in control. So when something occurs that may seem negative from our perspective, we have to ask ourselves, what lesson is he teaching them? And what lesson is he teaching me? And when you look at things from that perspective, then your emotional side stays under control because now you're looking at understanding from a greater view or bigger picture what is happening to you and around you. You begin to understand a little bit better because sometimes we can, our physical inclination initially is, is to react. But sometimes we need to pause and think about it. I call it the out-of-body experience, to, to look down at the situation and say, you know, God's in control. He is teaching me a lesson here. What is that lesson that I need to learn from what's happening to me right now? Yes, it's not great, but what lesson am I learning from this? What lesson um, am I going to learn that I can maybe be able to teach even to my children? Quick story, lesson with my son. I had been in situations in the past where um, I had been mistreated by my boss and uh, it was downright insubordination and, you know, it, it, it bothered me. Um, but, I, but you know, I handled it well, but I, I, scratch that, that is a different situation. I remember being in the Navy and a, a, a senior officer had said something very derogatory and I can remember in my mind smiling and saying, you know, I could go back with some negative things that really aren't, aren't nice and, and tell this guy where to go and how to get there. But what, is that, what does that do? Make me feel good maybe, but, but it doesn't really serve a purpose. It just brings me down to his level. Am I going to let myself get down to his level? Because in the end, if you think through the big picture, even if I were to do that, he would probably continue, and then my career would have probably ended. So I chose a high road to just smile and, and to agree with that individual during that time. Fast forward, um, about a year ago, I was talking to my son, he was on a new job and he was doing extremely well, which he continues to do well. And I had that conversation with him. I said, there's going to be times when things are going to happen to you. And you've got to realize that 
there are other people in other positions that are going to stick up for you and that you don't need to put your two cents in and that you just need to accept it and allow it to play out because um, you don't have to react to everything. No, no sooner than I said that, within a couple of days, my son came back and said, Dad, you know, that happened to me. Someone from another office had come in and said some derogatory things about him. And when his boss found out about it, his boss chewed that person that came from the other um, department or whatever and chewed him out for getting on my son for something that wasn't his, his fault. And he was out of place in what he had said, the person who uh, had said something to my, my son. But had we not had the conversation based on my experience, um, my son probably would have went back to him and may not be where he is today. He's very, very successful in the insurance business. Um, he's to the point, he could probably start his own agency, but I don't think he, like, he wants the uh, extra overhead in terms of um, challenges that come with it. Uh, not necessarily from, well, even from a financial standpoint, but I wasn't thinking financial. I was thinking dealing with all the emotional, um, the emotional capacity necessary to deal with a, a lot of different people with different personalities. But yeah, so emotional capacity is is a big thing. And one reason why some people advance and others don't. Because you have to be able to control and understand the big picture in a lot of situations and not get caught up in the weeds. So many times you can get caught up in the weeds. One little thing messes up, another one, then you get an irate customer. And all those things pile together. If you can't step back and even laugh at yourself, like, oh, man, I'm being shot uh, left and right with BB gun. No, I just got hit with a hand grenade. And, and laugh at yourself and then, you know, buckle up, figure out how to resolve things and move on. But getting upset, uh, having all these other challenges in your mind, uh, hissing and uh, crying or fussing or moaning, doesn't help you one bit. The best thing you can do is figure out, okay, we made a mistake or a mistake has happened. What can we do to fix it? And then work on, focus on that and not on the challenge that you came into. And you'll begin to realize that as you do that, when things come up, they are resolved so much faster and the team is so much more cohesive because we're all dealing with fixing problems and not just getting upset over them. Because it doesn't do anybody any good. Uh, what we do do is to, to be effective, is to have after action. And then um, during that after action, intelligently speak to the actions and the, the problems that have occurred so that people can see the problem themselves based on the situations. That is strong emotional um, uh, capacity is being able to rise among those types of things that can be stressful. Uh, by the way, uh, it may be in here in the future, but I was going to say one of the great stress relievers is to make sure you're getting your physical exercise because that is a tremendous outlet instead of letting those things build up on you. But that's our lesson today. It's to be proactive 
when uh, with our emotional capacity and by being proactive, we become stronger emotionally by learning how to deal with things quicker, looking at the big picture and not getting caught in the weeds. All right. So that was our lesson today. I think it was a great lesson. I think um, that we all need to hear that. Um, and we all need to be stronger and just learn how to deal through those uh, stressful situations by looking for solutions and not focusing on the challenges that are before us. Because, well, let's face it, it's going to happen to all of us. We're all going to have those challenges. The question is what you do about it. It makes a difference. It could make the difference between why your boss advanced you versus someone else because of how you handled yourself in a challenging situation. Okay. Um, I uh, put a nice thing out there about uh, Live Your Dreams. I, I recommend looking at it. It doesn't cost you anything, but um, I uh, put an example there. And I want to address a particular type of person, uh, a mother that has two preteens and one toddler. And then uh, trying to deal with that in a full-time job at the same time. How do you deal with that? And stay level. Um, and stay at a point where you can function without, you know, going crazy. Or uh, without losing your emotional sanity, which is where we were. And, um, and then to top it off, to, to realize you forgot to take some food out, uh, to frost some food. To prepare dinner that night and your husband's anticipating or your wife's anticipating dinner tonight and you didn't you didn't get it done because you totally forgot because you were involved with some other challenges with children. So how do you deal with that? Well if you're having challenges and you're stressed and frustrated, that's what the community is for. Live your passion and then you can impact people's lives. And understanding that there's some alternative things to just a job uh, that I intend to introduce within that group as well um, that are very effective. And then how to bring those, those, uh, those solutions about with the amount of material out there online that the most effective people that, that can help you and demonstrate that for you so that you can rise above those struggles that you have to go through from a financial standpoint and from a relational standpoint. So take a look at that. Join the community. You'll love the uh, welcome sequence I put together. Uh, great thing. Uh, and it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about us all on the journey. Success is a journey, not a destination. Why not take the journey with someone else? Why always try and take it alone when you have support by your side? You know, I, I put the shout out, and I am really excited about the number of people, the number of places, New Zealand, Australia, um, and all over the United States, Oklahoma, Ohio, Alaska. I'm surprised I got someone listening from Alaska. I'm excited about that. Uh, but I don't, like I said, I don't take it lightly. Invite your friends in. And then take a look at the group, and um, if you like the group, invite them into the group. I, yeah, I can assure you, I am right on the cusp of uh, putting the first class in there. 
this class normally goes probably, yeah, it goes about $200, $299. And I'm going to give that as a complimentary class on confusion and how you unravel that in the free group. Now, some of the other classes, I'm going to create another group, which is going to be for those who really want to want to grow. And um, some real powerful lessons because Paul Martinelli made some available and I'll be making them available within the uh, paid group when I get that going. Um, but it, and in, in the end, it's all in helping you to grow personally so that then you can live into your passion and impact people's lives in a positive way. That's what it's all about. Taking those things that God gave you and using them the way he intended you by investing them in the lives of other people. That's great. Living your passion, impacting lives. Thank you. you have a great evening. I will talk to you tomorrow.